Welcome to the Rockish George podcast. I'm your host, George Dion, and this is episode 88. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast through our website, rockishgeorge.com, through our YouTube page, at rockishgeorge, on one of the many podcasting apps that we stream on, or at the loudest.com on the planet, knac.com. My guests for this episode are Mike Plant and Rick Hughes of the Canadian heavy metal band, Sword. Sword got their start back in 1980. They released their debut album, Metalized, in 1986. The band released a follow-up album and then disbanded shortly thereafter. They returned in 2011 to play a couple reunion shows, and from there they decided to make some new music. That new music could be heard on their latest album, Three, which is set for release on November 25th. With this interview, I had the chance to talk to... Mike and Rick about the band's beginnings and how their career unfolded and how we got to Sword in 2022. It's a really extensive interview, and I hope that you enjoy it. Here's Mike Plant, guitarist, and Rick Hughes, vocalist of Sword. If I knew absolutely nothing about Sword, how would you describe the band's music to me? Aggressive, loud, rude. Melodic. I was gonna say that. Okay, at least you guys are in agreement, and and I I would agree that that's kind of what you sound like. I give it a little old school heavy metal sound to it. And before we get to your current album three, I think we should go back to the beginning to kind of introduce people to Sword because I don't think your story's written very well on the internet, and I think we can clear up a lot of things. So I want to start. In 1980, how did S.W.O.R.D. come together? Well, we all knew each other. We uh, went to the same schools, hung out at the same places. At some point, uh, Rick and Dan moved away from uh, the town we were living in. And uh, we reconnected a few years later, We just by bumping each, into each other said, hey, how are you? How's your life? What are you doing? Oh, we play music. Oh, really? So uh, let's jam. So it all started in a jam session. And uh, we were uh, bass. We didn't have a basement. So I, I'd been playing a few years with Mike LaRock. And uh, he was available. So I said, well, next time we jam, I can bring a basement. That's how S.W.O.R.D. was formed. And uh, how did you guys decide on the band name? Was it more kind of like you looked around at the other heavy metal band names and would be like, hey, S.W.O.R.D. would fit in with this? Uh, I just remember us throwing a few names around. And S.W.O.R.D. was one of them. And we all uh, chose on that one. It was the best one we had on the very short list. Do you remember any of the other names you rejected? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but like, even at that time, we we started out as a cover band. We we liked our music to be aggressive, decisive, uh, with 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 meaning. So that the name Sword, even if you we were doing cover, we were doing covers of of band that, that were loud, that were, were doing Sabbath, Zeppelin, 
ACDC, all that type. So to us, when I think it's it's Michael Rock that came out with the name Sword. I'm not sure. I don't remember. You did. So Mike, so Mike did. So we all we all went. That's the name, Sword. So you guys it was are- a good. It was a good visual as well, <laughs> having a big old sword. You know. <laughs> Absolutely. So you guys, shortly thereafter, you well. Four years after, you signed with Aquarius Records. How did that deal come about? Um, We were recording a demo in a studio in Montreal. And uh, this photographer came by to take pictures. And uh, he knew a guy from Aquarius, which he invited in the studio. And uh, yeah, they were looking, Aquarius Records were looking for a local band to sign in the metal vein, you know, and there was quite a lot and we were the lucky ones. Now, Rick, what do you remember about kind of putting this first album together, Metalized? Uh, I remember um, that that we were very, very, very serious about our music and our art. So that when when we got to the studio, we were more than ready. We had, everything was figured out all the lyrics, everything. So there was no time to waste. We wanted, if let's say we had a a, a, a budget of uh, let's say 20 Ks, we wanted to use those 20 Ks, every penny of it. And 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 so so that's why we went into the studio as ready as can be. Same applies for the second, and it totally applies to this album too that we just released. Mike, what was the response to the first album? Uh, very good. Very good. Especially uh, when we heard that uh, we had an opening. Uh, we were going to open for Metallica in Quebec, in the province of Quebec. And uh, that they've been listening to our album out in California. Now, that was a... Uh, blew our minds. So was did you have a chance to hang with Metallica back then, or was it just business and you opened up and said pleasantries and that was it? Uh, well, uh, we hung a little bit after the shows. You know, had, uh, they had vodka, which we loved as well. <laughs> and uh, yeah, because, you know, we toured with Motorhead and Alice Cooper, but that was the... the uh, a little older generation, you know, but Metallica were guys our age. We could, so we could relate. Absolutely. And uh, Rick, uh, you guys went on after that to record Sweet Dreams in 1988. Was it a similar process putting the album together or was there more pressure from the label to do as good as the first album? The pressure came from us. We, We all, yeah. We always wanted to be the best version of ourselves at the time being, you know. So back in uh, back in the days when when we when we started to to work on on the on the on the process of writing the songs, we we all put our minds to it. Mike came up with all the riffs and um, the skeleton of the songs, and 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 we all had it to that each of us, and and we. The pressure came from us. We 
we we're from old school, you know. We, we recorded the song and we were ready to go. We we were very very ready, you know. We we rehearsed the song a lot. So yeah, there was the the pressure was was to finish the song and to make them sound really good. Mike, was the touring for the second album, Sweet Dreams, similar to the first one, or were you finding yourself playing a little bigger arenas or stages? Uh, no, actually, we were playing smaller places. That's what I remember. We didn't tour much out of Sweet Dreams. I remember touring a little bit in the northeastern United States, like Boston, Chicago, New York. But it were smaller places compared to uh, compared to say uh, when we toured with Alice Cooper, we do we play uh, hockey arenas, which hold a lot of people, and uh, some places with uh, out in the UK with Motorhead too were were big 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 clubs. It's like it's like a, it's like a, a passage, you know. When when you when you release your first album, you get to be an opening act. And uh, uh, when you're an opening act, you know you're just that. You're the opening act. When you release the second album, you tend to go to to be your own self, you know, and and maybe have an opening act amongst your bill. So 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 that takes you to smaller venues because there's a transition, you know. So that's that's why we toured less. We didn't tour arenas because we, we were more going as sword, more than an opening band. So what led to the band going on hiatus for a long time? Um, priorities changing, a bit fed up with some aspects of the business. That's understandable. I mean, sort of. That was the tail end of the 80s, getting into the 90s, and the music tastes were shifting. Yes, they were. Uh, and Mike's, Mike said it best, you know, priorities. We all had kids. My, my firstborn was in 89. My second was 1992. Kids don't raise, the, don't raise by themselves, you know. So it was, like you said, the... The, the music was, a, there was a shift in music. So we kind of went, okay, let's take a break and, and, let, and let's work on, on our own stuff here in Quebec. So that's what we did. We never stopped making music. Even though we stopped making swords music, we never stopped working as musicians. I myself, as a, I was a hired gun from, for a lot of stuff throughout all these years. You were also in uh, Saints and Sinners, a 1991 uh, album. Fantastic, uh, I think, very underrated uh, album when it comes to that era. Yeah, that was one of them. But but that was like a, that was like just a, a small part of my career because the rest, where where I, I could bring bread and butter to the house to my kids and and to my family, was more alongside us doing jingles and TV shows and appearances. For uh, for bands are singing back vocals, figuring out back vocals for signed artists. So I did that for all that time. Mike, what did you do during uh, Swords Downtime? Uh, raise the family. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I played in a few bands as well. 
Yeah, I played in a band uh, called Too Many Cooks out in Montreal. But I was on bass with them. They they needed a bassman, so I said, hey, that's a nice challenge. I mean, two less two less drinks. <laughs> that that explains the too many cooks. Yes. <laughs> that, was uh, of a, that was more of a more pop rock thing. You guys reunited in 2011. Um, what kind of led back to the band being interested in giving it another go? Well, we Why just had a few. We just had a few offers to do some a couple of shows. And we said, hey, let's do it just for fun. So it was out of, uh, for fun doing it. And uh, they were, uh, we had lots of fun. They were quite su successful. And uh, after that, we opened a Facebook page. And there was a lot of demands from the people uh, to have new material. So it was, this, it was decided that we'd uh, work on that. And uh, it first started out to be a, supposed to be an EP with only three songs, but uh, turned out to be a full album. But uh, so it took a while to work on all that. And here you are with your third album. It came out on October third through Massacre Records. It's called Three, appropriately titled. You guys. Um... These are culmin these songs are culminated from old demos, or is there some new material in there? Yes. Just before I continue answer your question, the the album is not out yet. Oh, okay. It, it will be out on November twenty fifth. Yeah, I I don't have that information, but thank you for correcting me. Okay. And uh, yes, you're you're right. Uh, we we went back into the uh, old uh, cassette demos we had and there was a lot of good stuff there so we took what was good and uh as skeletons for new songs mostly riffs hooks and uh worked around those rick how was the process for you kind of revisiting these these demos as your younger self and trying to bring it into your current self oh that was pretty easy for you it's, it's a, like I said, I never stopped singing. I never stopped writing. I never stopped being an artist. So to me, it was like, it was, it was a dream come true because for a lot of time uh, I would, I would tour, I would do shows, you know, here and there with other bands and, um, and people would come to me and say, oh man, I'm such a big fan of yours. I, what, oh yeah, you are. Yeah. I'm a fan of sword. So, and they would ask me, will you one day do another album? I said, I've, I, I'd hope to God we would, you know, I really, I really would, but I'm not sure. And, 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 and when it came and, and when we finally decided to do it for me, it was, it was a dream come true. Have you guys been previewing any of these songs at uh, any live shows that you've performed up to this point? Uh, yes, we did some live. Uh, we did some new songs live and they had uh, some pretty good reactions. <laughs> that was pretty cool yeah because it's always hard to when you you play something that people never heard before you're hoping it's gonna go down well and it did 
And uh, a couple of the songs that are out now, you have I Am In Command and Dirty Pig. What 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 era did this come from? This Did this come from first album demos, second album demos, or did this come from stuff that came after the second album? When you think about it, George, there's, there's, there's only a fraction of the past that, that's, that's, that's still there today because we turned the, the thing upside, upside down. It started with a riff that Mike liked that he had, followed by another riff, and then the other riff wasn't so, so, so. We had to rewrite the song. Same goes with the vocals. They're, they're totally different from what I did back then. I had some vocals where I was just humming the words. I was not even singing real words. <laughs> so we, so we, we, from that, we, had, we, we wrote different lyrics or new lyrics. And even the melodies that I had, once Mike got the boys and, and, and the studio and, and that's, the song started to sound, the song started to sound big. I thought to myself, the vocals have to sound bigger than that, you know? So I rewrote the melodies a couple of times because because the game the game was was starting to to get nasty. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned your Facebook page and people uh, wanting you to do this new album. Do you think that the advent of the internet kind of rebirth soared because more people had access to your music? let's say in 2011 or even today than they ever did in the 80s because the 80s was controlled pretty much by the record company machine. Yeah, I, I totally agree with what you just said. It's easier for an artist right now to be to be known worldwide, even if he doesn't have the big machine behind him. The, the word of mouth on the internet is like, it's, it's, it's very, very good. It's working for us so far, but but let's not underestimate the the, the live performances. We did a, a show a month ago. We were opening for Anthrax and um, and Black Label Society, Zach Wild, and the crowd was there. And we played some new song, and the the fans' enthusiasm is, is what is what nourishes us. To, to go on and, and, and be even better than, than what we did or, or, or do the songs better live than we did them in the studio because metal fans are the best. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you guys have this album uh, coming out on different color vinyls, uh, streaming, digital, all that fun stuff. It must be interesting to see the, the resurgence of vinyl today versus back uh you know it was kind of what you were putting stuff on in the in the early days as well yeah yes uh, I... well it's it's uh, i think it's great that vinyl is coming back this it's all the uh the 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 thing that goes with it you you, you open it up you put side a and while you're listening you're looking at the you know the after band information before internet, that was the only thing you had is the magazines and the, the actual album covers to get to know your the, the bands you were listening to. I think that's great. It's it's like a ritual, you know. Let's just say that we went through all the phases. We we sold vinyl, CDs, cassettes, and now we're selling uh, we're selling clouds. 
<laughs> Ain't that the truth? Uh, you guys recently, within the last year or so, I know your your previous albums were reissued on vinyl through Unidisc. Um, do do they own your back catalog at this point? Yes, they do. I think they do a great job as well with the reissues. They sound really good. I'd rather listen to those than the old version because they sounded really thin to me. And they like the remasters. I think they sound really good. And uh, what they did with the covers as well, they rearranged the, the covers. The artwork is really cool now. You'd agree with that, Rick? They did a they did a good job kind of representing the band for the modern day. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We're we're cut we're in our in our way we're grateful that it's Unidisc that, that has uh, the the command of, of our old catalog and like Mike said, makes it sound even better than it sounded before. Speaking of sounding good, uh you guys have been out playing live, keeping the keeping everything going, keeping your body sharp and whatnot. And uh, you guys have an upcoming tour of Canada in 2023. Do you have other plans scheduled? Uh, not as not yet, not yet. We're uh, one day at a time, and uh, we're gonna put out the album. And uh, we're preparing. We're already preparing for the shows we're gonna do in January. And we'll see what comes along uh, on the plate for us. Well, let we'll let the music do the talking for a while. <laughs> Speaking of music doing the talking, you got the beer doing the talking too. You guys have your own metalized dreams beer. It's a pastry stout that clocks in at ten percent. Fantastic! How did that come about? A fan that became a friend um, just reached out to us and says. Can do you give? Can you give me the give me the? Can I have the permission to to have a, a lager under your name? And uh, we said, yeah, go right ahead, man. It's a it's an honor. <laughs> it was a limited edition. There there's no more. I mean, I had I had uh, I think he gave me four bottles and one of them exploded. <laughs> Well, I used to be a home brewer, so I kind of know that happens if there's too yeah. much carbonation or too much sugar in there. Yeah. When you're trying to reach 10%, it's going to happen. Yeah, well, one night I, I was going to open one and it just exploded. <laughs> there was beer everywhere. <laughs> well, now you guys got to get your own whiskey. I mean, Motorhead has at least two oh. or three different whiskeys. <laughs> uh, we'll see about that one. Are you guys... Is most of your music focus on Sword at this juncture or during Sword's downtime? Do you work on other musical uh, projects? Uh, no, Sword is, uh, I think, uh, our main thing right now. I it mean, Rick, Rick, Rick has uh, another uh, thing going, but it's nothing to do with Sword. Yeah, it's, it's just to keep the voice up, up and running. It's a cover thing, cover band. And we play parties and stuff like that. But my main focus is sword. I I I refuse sometimes some some um, some gigs just to make sure that I don't I don't scrap my voice for nothing. Do you guys get confused with the Texas-based band The Sword? 
I mean, you shouldn't get confused now because they just broke up, but I would imagine there's some confusion. Yeah, I know there was some, but now that's settled, isn't it? <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. We wish them well. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, those are all the questions I have for you today, Rick and Mike. I appreciate you taking the time to come on the podcast. The new album is three. It comes out in late November on Massacre Records. What's the exact date again, Mike? 25th. November 25th, and yeah. it's on Massacre Records. Fantastic. It's right up there with your first two albums, which I'll tell you, if it wasn't for digital media, I wouldn't have discovered you guys. It was a suggestion based on what I enjoy in one of the music streaming apps. And when I checked it out, I was like, wow, I wish I didn't miss this band growing up. Ah. Well, thanks a lot. Thanks. But at least you've given me an album that I can enjoy now as well to make up for the yes. time I missed. Yes, brand new album. <laughs> Hope you enjoy it. Uh, I have, and I wish you the best of luck on it. Again, thanks, Rick, Mike, and I hope to see you out there live in the U.S. Uh, at some point. Yes, sir. Us too. Thank you. Thank you, Thank George, you very for much, your support. George. Once again, I want to thank Mike Plant, and Rick Hughes of S.W.O.R.D. for coming on the Rock is George podcast. Be sure to check out their latest album, Three, out on November 25th through Massacre Records. Head over to your favorite music streaming app. Take a listen to the album. If you like what you see, go out and buy a physical copy. Support the artist. For all things S.W.O.R.D., head over to their official website, swordmetalized.com. I'd also like to thank Dustin Hardman of Hardman Promotions and Massacre Records for making this interview possible. You've been great. I've been George Dion. I'll see you again soon.